Hello, Mother Rogues, Father Rogues, and fellow local and long-distance non-residential parents. This is your handy-dandy Mother Rogue. And if I knew how to scrub recording so that you didn't get all the background noise, you would have a really great recording podcast of me. I... Oh, this is Chris Miller, your handy-dandy Mother Rogue, coming to you from my bedroom. Anywho... If I knew how to scrub the noise out of audio, and you think I would, you know my father was an audio guy. Um, yeah, you would have a up to the minute clean recording of me coming back from dropping off my son earlier. <laughs> I dropped him off in New Jersey this morning, stayed, cleaned up his room. I do this as a service to his father, please don't ask me why had yet another slice of pizza. Oh, please God, no more pizza. I love my son, but no more mozzarella and marinara. Anyway, I wanted to talk about being sad and kind of teary when you drop off your kids, whether you've seen them for a week or you've seen them for three days or three weeks or a weekend. It's really hard dropping your kids off after you've been with them or they've been with you. It's hard on them and it's hard on you. They love you. They don't want to leave you. You love them and you really don't want them going back to your, to their custodial parent. Um, residential custodian, excuse me. Cause you guys have this great bond. And if you're like me, yeah, you do. You're bonded to your kids. And and you definitely don't want them going back to their residential custodian. Even if you're ready. Even if they're ready. So what do you do? You know, I thought about getting really sad this past week. This was my last week with my son. I knew he would go back to his father. And I knew I wouldn't be seeing him until mid-October at least. And then I decided that however I handled it, this this on this upcoming separation after so long together, and to me it was a lifetime, and I had a blast, although I swear to God, my son's going to go to school and say, Mom worked and my stepdad drank beer, because my husband would have a pint of beer periodically, and I did a lot of working from home. Did I already tell you that in a previous podcast? Okay, well, anyway. Um, I just decided to treat it like it was no big deal. And yeah, we're, we're headed home. It's the end of summer. School's going to start. And I didn't get teary about it in front of him. As a matter of fact, I didn't get teary when I crossed the New York state line and, and officially hit the highway. And that's kind of odd for me. Um, but I just treated it like, no, it's fine. This is where you belong and we'll be together in another six weeks. Uh, and I'll see you on FaceTime tonight. And I have a good enough rapport with, with my ex-husband and, uh, his new wife. Well, she's not new. She's been around for 10 years. Oops. Uh, that I can actually, you know, drop off my son, set up things in his bedroom, whatever it is we've 
acquired during this trip. Uh, once a year I go through and clean that bedroom. Nobody wants to clean a teenager's bedroom, so I do it. And unpack his stuff and give him a huge hug. And then I hit the road. And it didn't bother me. Which is odd. Because I guess it should have. But it it didn't. Hmm. But I've been doing this for 10 years now. And I've been a non-residential custodian for 14. And there was a time when I lived half an hour away from my son in Wayne, New Jersey. In an apartment where I used to leave his toys just strewn across the house and uh, the apartment and I I didn't clean them up until for a week and a half it would hit me that oh it's Wednesday kiddo's coming over on Friday night I better pick up his things and have a clean house for him and that's when I'd pick up his stuff because I needed to remind myself that I was a mom and and I, I just loved the reminders of him around. And and when I became a long-distance parent, I would cross the border into Connecticut. And my heart would just retch. It was the worst thing. I, I managed to get over the Tappan Zee Bridge. And then it was an emotional hurt so bad. It was a physical pain. And I would cry myself from just over the Tappan Zee Bridge. I guess that's not even the Connecticut border. All the way up to the Connecticut border. Um, just wishing, wondering, had I done the right thing? And and then I'd be home with my husband and I'd just be unfit to be around. Because I would look at him like, you're the reason. not Not the job that brought me up here the job that I needed to pay child support or the fact that Asperger's syndrome is no way, shape, or form. I actually had a talk with my son about this today. Compatible with Bergen County, New Jersey, where the population density is three, five, ten, who's counting times, that of Merrimack Valley, Massachusetts. I just, um, none of that. It was all my husband's fault. And then I, my husband kind of got tired of me bitching every time I came home, so I would put a barrier, like I'd stop and see friends from New Jersey, or I'd stop and go shopping, or I'd stop and pick up milk, anything, so that I didn't come home and bitch my husband out, um, because it wasn't him that brought me up here, it was, he's, he supplied the destination, but I knew I needed a job, so I knew I was leaving. And, um, and then after a while, maybe two, three years ago, I stopped needing that possibly because three years ago, my son went out of home, out of district and I was in New Jersey so often I didn't have time to miss him. And I had been away for two months and he was with me for three weeks this summer. And that's the longest that he's been under my roof since, you know, that that I've been head parent in charge since he lived with me, since I was married. 
And I just had such a great time that I am basking in the glow of being residential parent for as much time as my son had off from school, really, because um, he was in summer school and then he was in basketball camp. And that was such a gift to me that I just can't, can't be sad or hurt. But I'll tell you that that dull ache, that part of you that, you know, that misses your kid, especially after you drop them off, it never goes away. And, but it does stop hurting as much because eventually you learn to live without the guilt that you don't have custody, that you didn't fight hard enough. And every parent, every non-residential parent feels that. Um, whether you're a dad or a mom. Moms, I hate to say it, no offense dads, we just get the added social stigma of, oh, what did you do that cost you custody? I did nothing. I did what was best for my kid. Thank you. But every parent lives with the guilt of not, every non-custodial parent, of not trying hard enough to work it out so that they could stay married or not fighting if they did try hard enough to stay married for, to have their kid live with them. And I could tell you not to feel guilty and I could tell you to, to just, to, I could tell you that you did fight hard enough. No matter what you did, it was the right choice. But you're not going to believe me. You're just going to have to learn. learn. And the way, the way you learn is by coming to accept yourself as who you are. And by acknowledging that there is more to being a parent than having a child under your roof. And there is more to being a parent than fighting for that child. Sometimes, sometimes there are just battles you can't win. And the world shouldn't work that way, but it does. So we all need to stop feeling guilty. Because let me tell you, folks, it's just as easy to neglect a child under your own roof by putting them in front of a video game system or a television or aftercare as it is to, to accept that your marriage isn't working and that you're not the best parent for them to be living with for whatever reason and to let them live with the parent that is the best parent for them to live with. When we are with our kids, we make the maximum amount the best, the, fa the most fabulous of the time we have with them. And there are a lot of parents who live close to their kids and have ready access who don't do that. And there are a lot of parents who are residential custodians or who are still happily married to their fearless co-parents who don't do that. So every minute that you spend, if you value that minute, if you make sure that kid knows they are the best and most important part of your life. Then be happy in those moments and don't be sad when you send them back. And don't feel guilty for one second. And if you must feel guilty, or until you feel less guilty, fill that initial time when you get back to your home 
up with as much stuff as you can to distract you. Read a book, watch a movie, make your current partner drag you out to dinner, uh, take a walk, sit back and rest your eyes because good lord, driving any amount of distance sucks. I just, I, I gotta tell you, this time, I just put on an audiobook and and refused. Set up my phone so that it blocked my view of my dash panel's clock. Thank God I can do that. On Thank God for an inadequate Toyota Camry LE that still has an old-fashioned analog clock on its dash panel. And I just drove. We have enough things to feel bad about. All the times we're not there. All the times we can't be there. The days that we're not able... The days our kids get hurt and we can't be there. Don't feel guilty because you... Or don't be hurt. Or feel empty. Because you spent and maximized a weekend or a week or a summer with your child. And now they have to go back to where they belong. And kids will react to you and a situation the way you react. They feel, they pick up on emotions. They're, I swear to God, they're like little empaths. Like Deanna Troys from the Star Trek universe, if, you, if you're into that. Don't, they're like emotional psychics. Make it a great thing that you guys had this wonderful time together and you will see them and tell them when you will see them and remind them of how much you love them and tell them, hey, look, you can call me anytime and I will I will be on the phone or if you live a few hours away, I will be there. And make it a good thing that they're going home to their room to what's familiar so that they're they're not hurt by it and treasure that moment don't feel sad because you have to pick them up or drop them off don't feel sad when you when you cross that highway line or or get back on that plane or put them on that plane just uh just smile and start planning the next visit this is the Mother Rogue signing off. As always, you can reach me on Twitter at ChristinaMR68. Uh, Facebook is Christina Miller, no H in Christina. And it's uh, ChristinaMR68. Just look for me in Littleton, Massachusetts, or look for somebody who graduated William Patterson University or whatever it's called these days. Um, you can also reach me on my blog because-autism.blog and if you want to find out what I do when I am not obsessing about my child healthily trying to figure out when what our next adventure is going to be um, you can look me up on readactively.org have a great weekend we are all great parents this is the Mother Rogue signing off Postscript I arrive home, 6.30. I walk up to my son's room, and I stare, leaning on the doorway, just... And I smile, and I think, I love you, buddy.
And I think that soon enough, and the days just won't go by fast enough. And I'm a little sad, but I've had this amazing moment. And I decide to be happy about that and rest my eyes, because good Lord, that was a long drive. Folks, audiobooks, they're your friends. This is the Mother Rogue, signing off again. Happy parenting, everybody.